Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 28. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded vision and people, and developing their ability to lead effectively. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I'm Matt Perkins. I'm your host. I want to thank you for listening. Today we are talking about help. Our worship has no flow. You know, there's nothing worse than having a start-stop type of routine in our worship where we finish one song and we kind of fumble around trying to get ready for the next one and then get that started. And You know, that awkward pause between songs when either you're waiting for someone else to start or there's just not good communication on what's happening. What I found is that ends up making the congregation a little more nervous or just on edge, not knowing what is happening, and there's no flow, and it it affects so many things. Well, today we are talking about a few things that we can do to help establish a flow in worship. And then I have an interview with worship leader from Shreveport, Louisiana, Shaylin Palmer. Shaylin has a great resource that's fairly new on the web and available to you, and it's called Pad Loops. And he's going to talk about that, how he uses those in his setting. And uh, I've got a couple other things that I'm going to let you know about with that a little bit later. Well, if you found us on iTunes, I want to thank you and encourage you to leave us a written review or a starred rating. If you found us on Stitcher Smart Radio, uh, that's a great way to listen to podcasts. I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, Each week we have more people that are listening and becoming engaged with the Leaders in Worship community. So I want to thank you for that. Well, I want to let you know about an event that is coming up October 2nd through the 4th, the WFX and Unite Worship Conference. This is being held in Dallas, Texas at the Convention Center. It's a great time to get together, maybe bring your tech team, bring your worship team, Uh, I'll be speaking in a couple different tracks for that conference. I'll be speaking in a leadership track for WFX on servant leadership and also speaking for the Unite Worship Conference. And uh, there's a couple different classes that I will be teaching and breakout sessions for that. So I want to encourage you to make sure that you register right away. Get signed up for this conference. This conference, they have been so kind as to give listeners to the Leaders in Worship podcast, a $150 promo code. So you can save $150 off the regular registration price just by entering LIW 2013. So when you register, get signed up, enter that promo code LIW 2013, and you'll receive $150 off of the regular registration price. Before we get into my interview with Shaylin, I want to look at a couple things that can help you establish a flow in your worship. A number of years ago, I guess it was in the early 
time that Hillsong was starting their worship conference. My wife and I went and were in Sydney, Australia, and one of the sessions that I remember, I heard this quote, and it says, we plan for the moments, but it's God who creates them. You know, that quote has stuck with me. We plan for the moments, but it's God who creates them. When you're preparing your worship set, when you're preparing for that service, it's important that you spend time in prayer and in planning Because in doing that, you are preparing your heart and your mind for what God might want to do for that service. Some people think, well, boy, it's so constricting when we plan out everything in our worship. No, actually, that brings freedom. That will allow you to flow in your worship. And if there is a different direction that God wants to move, you're prepared. And it's no problem. But so many people will fail to plan and everything ends up being awkward, kind of just the wheels on the wagon are kind of wobbling, and you get through it, but you're not as prepared as you should be. So a couple thoughts when we're preparing for our worship service. The first, start with the end in mind. Start thinking, what will allow us to have the best possible flow in the service? Secondly, you have to think of what elements are needed to be involved in that service. What will allow the congregation the best opportunity for engagement? That's the whole goal. We want the congregation to be engaged. Our role is not to just be performers, entertainers, that the people can come and just sit and listen to nice Christian music. That's not our purpose. That's not our role. We want to see engagement by the congregation, that we would be invisible on the stage, that they would just see Jesus in what we are doing and how we are leading. If the congregation isn't engaged, then we need to look at what our focus or what our purpose actually is. So when you look at those service elements, what are the things that need to happen in a service? Maybe in your church, you have a time where you pray for needs that are represented in your church body. There's an offering that will take place. Uh, Is there communion on that service? Is there an emphasis on missions, maybe a special missions offering or something like that? And then time for your pastor to present the gospel and the message and for his, his time speaking. We have to look at all of those elements and begin to think through what allows us the best opportunity to be most effective. So we have to start with the end in mind. We need to look at what are the service elements that will happen in that day. When we look at song selection, there's four areas that I want to look at involving the song selection for our worship service. One, a theme. What is the theme maybe of that day, or is there a theme that the pastor wants you to work within that will line up with his message? Maybe it's a a chorus for one song and a bridge of another, or something that you can put together that will allow a great flow, not only with the song, but the theme. Secondly is the key. Are the keys complementary to one another? Can you 
come out of one song and go into another that is smooth. Uh, Maybe line up a couple songs together that are in the same key that you can have a good flow. Thirdly, the tempo. What are the tempos of the song? And can you kind of find a middle ground? Maybe there is a, a song that you can slow up about two or three beats and increase the tempo of another song a couple beats and make it so you can flow from one to the other. We did this on a worship set for this coming weekend. Uh, there was a song that I brought down three beats a minute so that it would establish a good flow in our worship set. There's an app that I love, and it's called Tempo. Um, I have it for the iPhone and iPad. You can get it also for Android. It's $1.99 in the App Store, and it's by a company called Frozen Ape. This is a great app. You can listen to songs and tap in the tempo, kind of find exactly where they're where they're at for a tempo. I use this all the time and listening to songs, finding out what tempo they might be in and what I might be able to play them in if I'm adjusting tempos one way or another. Also, when it comes to tempos, if you use Planning Center online, a lot of people use this and we'll have links to these in the show notes, but in Planning Center, there is an area where when you start entering a song, you can put in the tempo and the meter, whether it's a 4-4, 3-4, or 6-8. Make sure that you put in the tempo. When you're entering a new song that you're going to be doing, put that in there because then you can do a search by tempo, and then you can find songs that are closely related when it comes to tempo. We talked about themes, and then lastly is transitions. In radio, they call it avoiding dead air. You know, for us, it's just avoiding awkward transitions that where you're trying to get the attention of a keyboard player or trying to get the attention of a bass player or whoever's going to start that next song. Maybe it's it's you, but you can't remember what key it's in or just little things that can mess up transitions. Now, When I'm talking about this silence, I'm not talking about the times when you're just being still before the Lord or having a time where you are just taking in what God is doing in a service. I'm talking about the awkward, uncomfortable transitions because it makes the congregation uncomfortable. And not to mention, your senior pastor has to get up and speak after you've had awkward transitions. Make sure, do your homework. Practice transitions. Make it as smooth as possible. Give clear cues to your team and whoever is starting the next song, if it's you, give good cues. And then consider making a medley by using parts of the songs or tempos. You can bring those together, and we talked about that just a moment ago. We're going to go into the interview that I did with Shaylin Palmer. Sat down with Shaylin a couple days ago, and we talked over Skype. Shalen is the creator of padloops.com. He's a worship leader in Shreveport, Louisiana, and he came up with a way that they could have a good solid base 
when they were flowing and transitioning between songs or altar, uh, that they could also play over. And he's going to talk more about this, and I'm excited about this resource. I encourage you, go to padloops.com and check this out. So now let's go right to our interview with Shaylin Palmer. Uh, Shaylin, thanks so much for being with us on today's episode. No problem. I'm excited to be here. Hey, would you tell us a little bit about your background in worship ministry and kind of uh, how you got involved leading worship? Cool. Yeah, well, um, I basically have grown up in church my whole life, but it was, I kind of dabbled at the guitar and stuff. And, you know, and there was a certain point where I think my worship pastor at my church pushed me into it and handed me a guitar and told me I was leading worship the next coming week. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, I'm just playing guitar. And then I had to text him back later and say, oh, you want me to sing? <laughs> and so from then on, it was just kind of, you know, you know, I felt God, you know, leading me into doing that. And I was very passionate about it. So I just kind of got my hands on the guitar and learned as much as I could learn from it. And I've been doing it ever since for since I was about 11 years old, you know, oh, wow. so. So uh, I'm actually a worship pastor now in Shreveport, Louisiana. So That is awesome. Now, today we are featuring some resources that people can use in their worship leading and their worship ministry. And just recently I came across, while I was on the web, I came across a great resource and actually tracked you down and said, hey, I want to feature this on our episode. But you developed a... Um, basically a worship pad loops. Could you tell us a little bit about this and how this came about? For sure, yeah. Well, uh, our worship band at the time, we were we were playing, uh, and it was kind of making the transition into contemporary worship. So it, it was from a more, I, I, I wouldn't say old school, but not quite into the, like, the Jesus culture, Hillsong stuff. And so we were, we were transitioning in, into that style of worship, and our piano player at the time was a awesome woman of God, but she was very old school in her style of playing. And so trying to teach her how to create that ambience on the keyboard was, it was, it was kind of a difficult thing. So I just, we had this idea like, why don't we just, you know, create these ambient tracks that we can play maybe uh, through an iPhone or something or play them while she's still playing where she can keep playing the piano but still create that ambience you know just a it was just an idea of a, a way to simplify the whole thing without you know getting all the equipment and stuff like that and it, and it kind of became uh what it is today that's awesome now we're going to feature we're going to uh give our listeners kind of a little taste of what this what this is or what it does but in your application, let's say uh, you had mentioned you can use these just playing from a an iPod or an iPhone. Um, what would the application that they would use this in? Uh, would it be more transitions in between songs when they're coming up to an end of a song, or how do you use it now? Um, personally, I use them everywhere I go, <laughs> every set, throughout the entire set, every song. Because it's just, you never know, they they work awesome for full band, big time stuff, 
and especially they 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 really pop out during those during those softer moments uh-huh. where you know someone's praying or you know you're just uh, kind of flowing in worship. That's when it really comes out, and you notice the the big difference in it. Instead of just you know an acoustic guitar just picking, you have that ambience behind it, kind of filling in all that space. Um, I also use I, I lead worship on a Thursday nights in a small group setting where it's just like. 20 people in a room and I'll hook it up to an iPod dock and, you know, just have me and my acoustic guitar and just let that thing just flow and fill the whole room up while we, uh, while we worship. And I'll even, you know, I can get to a point where I can just kind of set the guitar to the side and we can just, you know, people go on and do their own thing and worship, you know, cause that'll, you know, keep that, that uh, momentum going and keep that right. atmosphere of worship filling the room, you know? So for gear, they can use this from an iPhone. Oh, yeah, they could just yeah. patch it in on, you know, on stage yeah, yeah. and just do that? Yeah, and that, the downloads come in MP3s. So you can basically do uh, anything under the sun with them. You can add them into software. You can play them off your iPhone, off your iPod, off a computer. Really, anything, you know, it's a limit, limitless possibilities. When you recorded this, did you use guitar or keyboards, or how yeah. did you... Uh track that yeah we went to uh, a friend of mine who runs a studio and actually created entirely with guitar really uh, about 500 different pedals and a couple amps so we kind of we we messed with it for hours and hours so we could get the perfect sound you know we weren't I'm very picky about sound and so is my friend he's a, a studio engineer so very picky about the quality and stuff like that so we just tweaked it tweaked a few different delay pedals and overdrives and and amps for hours upon hours to get that that perfect like tasteful sound and then uh and then yeah so it was just uh it started with a bass layer of s- guitar swells of like the the root note uh uh-huh. And uh, the root chord, and then and then we layered it with a, a couple other uh, a couple other tracks of like uh, like slight swells on the on the five and the on on the three and stuff like that. So now, if people want to purchase these worship pad loops, how would how would they do that? Um, just go to padloops.com, and there's a big download button on the top. You want to read if you want to read through all the all the info on it, you know, by all means. But there's just a big download button on the top. And click that, take you right to it. That is great. And what is the um, what is the cost um, to download these? It is twenty nine ninety nine. Perfect. And, and it's all major keys. And so, it, actually, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be adding the minor keys. I've had a few requ- requests for you know the minor keys. So in a couple of weeks, and, and it'll probably come in some sort of some sort of bundle. So they're not. Twenty nine ninety nine for each pack, right? Some sort of bundle, so you'll save on that. That's great. And so you've had a great response. You've had this live for how long on your website? About a month and a half. Well, I encourage you if if you are looking for a way to add a resource that will help in your worship, I encourage you to go to padloops.com. This is a great resource, and uh, we're going to give you a little taste of what these pads sound like and how they can really enhance your worship from a small group to a a prayer time to your main service. This is an incredible 
opportunity for you to to get this resource. Now, what is the setup with like number of musicians on on the platform? Um, right now, we are about you know I'd say it was pretty basic bass player, drummer, no keyboardist actually. Oh, no really? key- no keyboardist, so uh, we're missing that that aspect. But then uh, a well, that's why the worship pads work so well for me. And and two electrics. I usually play electric when I lead. Uh-huh. So two electrics, and then I play at usually I, I I play at multiple other places. I play at an event called Three One Eight Live on Monday nights, which is one of the I think it's the the biggest. Uh, college ministry in young adult ministry in Louisiana. And so we have a pretty big setup there, but I travel a lot and play with different musicians. And I've always got the, you know, the pad loops hooked up on my iPad, no matter if we have three keyboardists or, you know, whatever. I last, I played a set last week with a guy at a camp and, you know, um, I think they, they made our keyboardists lazy because during prayer times, instead of filling it in the keyboard uh, during, or while the pastor would come up and say something, instead of him playing softly in the background, he'd let the pad loops run and he'd just stand back, stand back. And, and then he'd ask me if I would fade them out for him or something. He just went, want to play the, play the pad loop. So beware of them making your keyboardist lazy. <laughs> and I could see this during a, an altar time. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, 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 that's one of my, my favorite times is when you can let those things just go. And if you want to, if you, you, if the musicians want to start, you know, getting into uh, some deep prayer and worship, you know, without having to worry about playing as much, you know, you know, that, that, that's a perfect opportunity for them to do that. Well, Shaylin, thanks so much for being on this episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast, I really appreciate the resource that you have. And that's one of the things that we really want to do is be able to equip, connect, and develop. And this is a way that we can give tools and resources to worship leaders all over to be able to assist in their worship and really take it to the next level. So thanks for you being open to trying new things and then release them as a resource for the uh, church body, and I sure appreciate that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope that you found that helpful, that time talking with Shaylin. I encourage you, go to padloops.com, and for $29.99, you can pick up a resource that will help you in your worship. One of the other things that I have done is I have also posted a YouTube video on how you can use Padloops with another app called Boss Jock. Boss Jock is what I use when I record these podcasts, uh, when I'm talking and the intros and outros. I'm doing all of that on my iPad with a microphone, an ATR2100. It's an Audio-Technica USB mic. Picked it up on Amazon for 35 bucks, and that's what I use to record all the podcasts. And there's an app called Boss Jock. It's $9.99, and I did a tutorial and just posted it on YouTube. I was looking at some ways that we could use this and started looking at how I could use with the apps that I already have. So take a look at that. We have a link in the show notes where you can view that YouTube video as well. Well, I hope that you have found today's topic on the Leaders in Worship podcast helpful to you and your ministry. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment 
right in our website at leadersinworship.com. You can email me directly, matt at leadersinworship.com, and we appreciate your feedback. Well, I hope that you have an incredible week of ministry. God bless.